Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello there, I'm David Tennant, and you're listening to The Court Case Podcast. Hello, and welcome to The Court Case Podcast with me, your host, James Court. And your co-host, Sweet Tea. Here on Court Case, we put our verdicts on the controversial, the important, and the downright strange. So join us in the courtroom for a laugh, a debate, and to learn something interesting. Court is now in session. Hello, everybody. Happy weekend. We're glad that you've chosen to come back and join us for another episode of Court Case. Obviously, I'm here, James Court, the host. And, and Sweet Tea, Teagues, Teagan, whatever you want to call me, I'm back. Sweet Tea is here back in the hosting chair and she's got some good news as well, hasn't she? Yeah, I've grabbed myself a job as cabin crew. A lot of you um, might know the regular listeners Mm -hmm. that it is my dream job has been for a while and uh yeah the reason we've just been like cutting down on content recently is because i have been like in a four weeks intense training course for the job yes and i've now finished that and i start flying in april which is now april when everyone's listening to this right now it's march for us um so yeah um big news for our chair and that's basically why we've been a little bit off the radar. Yes, and now that her training is finished, she will get a semi-regular roster. Well, she'll know when she'll be working, so that yeah. makes it a lot easier for us to plan episodes and to record episodes and things. So, thank and you. Collabs, we want to bring those back now. Yeah, as well. the, the, that's the, another reason why there's not been many co- collabs apart from Sandra, of course, is just because. I've had, you know, enough difficulty wrangling Sweet Tea, who's a regular host, um, let alone getting another guest involved as well. Yeah, 100%. um, Thank you guys so much for being patient with us. And we really hope that we can get smashing with some new amazing episodes and collabs over this, you know, spring and summer. For sure. Mm. There's also, along with the good news, there is also bad news as well. I did want to give an update on Sandra. Yeah. Um, when I, so Sandra's episode, the Ukrainian one, which was two episodes ago, has been a big episode for us. And obviously, it's still going on, the conflict in Ukraine. She, when I last had contact with her, she said that she was in a state in Ukraine um, and the state just next to her had been bombed. So that's sort of like if you're in the UK, if you're in one county, that's sort of like the next county on being bombed. So not far away at all. And after that contact, I've not heard from her in a week and a half. She's not been online on any social medias. And I've tried every portal to contact her and I haven't. So we are fearing the worst. Yeah, we are worried. Um, Massively. We are really worried. But 
you know, which I'm still trying to the best to try and find out what's going on with her. But we will keep you updated if we can. Yeah, 100 percent. We hope to hear from her soon. Um, We're trying to like find out, but we don't really know how. I don't know how. We're going to find out without hearing from her herself. It sounds morbid, but I don't know if there's like a casualty list or something that I can find out like a database. Oh, I don't know. I I just just want to find out if they would be able to do that during it happening if you know what i mean like surely yeah. that would be something that would come at the end i don't know well the thing is you know people write the history books they must have databases on these sort Maybe, of huge events yeah. but um well as soon as we find out we'll keep everyone up 100 yeah but we've got some interesting topics come out today we are going to be talking about they've closed the madeline mccann case so the court case are some gonna... people happy about it other people are not happy mm-hmm. about it we're going to officially give our verdict on what we think about that um <laughs> the got... way he says it like everyone's been dying to hear our <laughs> i verdict. reckon people have our show is called court case we give verdicts on interesting things i bet there are people that are like what is the court case's verdict on the madeline mccann situation Right, well, yeah. if you have been thinking that, you don't need to think it anymore. Oh, yes, 100%. <laughs> Another thing that you guys might have noticed, which is amazing, is there are ads on this podcast now. Yeah. Um, so you would have heard I mean, hopefully it's still going. I mean... Uh, it, it will still be going. Yeah? It's, okay, it's, it's a permanent thing. It was on now. our last episode and we both literally just clicked yes. on it to listen to it and we both were like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. So hopefully we'll be earning a bit of money off that. And also yeah. something that I'm planning on bringing in that I'm going to try and set up with Acast, which I've been working and talking to them, emailing with them about currently is a very small £2.50 a month membership for people that don't want ads. So you can subscribe for £2.50 a month and you can listen to our podcasts ad free i'm sorting out at the moment um it's taking a bit of time for some reason but i will keep you guys updated on our instagram when that goes live if you want to do that instead like tesco says every little helps every little helps yeah that will help our podcast loads um so other than that we're going to crack on with all of the stories we've also got some courting with james coming on later on but the first one that i want to talk to you about t is something very interesting that i found on the World Wide web which I've mentioned to you briefly. Right. And that is the funeral crash. Oh, yes, you have mentioned You this. saw that one, right? So I've got a video. I found the video, and I'm going to play it for you and the audience here of the funeral crasher explaining what his job is. And it's just a very unique job that I never knew existed, and I just think is extremely interesting. Well, I don't think it exists. It sounds like it's like his own business. Yeah. But anyway, listen to this. Bill, you're a private investigator. You also call yourself the coffin confessor. What do you do? In short, I crash funerals on behalf of the deceased. So people hire you. They tell you, say, a secret that they have while they're alive. And then they ask you to reveal that truth either at their funeral or when their will is being read. It could be at the the funeral, the wake, the will reading, or it could be a private message to somebody delivered. Uh, face-to-face. Um, it's not a, uh, a job for anybody that mm. can just go and do it. It takes a little bit of nerve, but at the same time, it's a request that uh, started, believe it or not, as a joke. Tell us about your first client. So I'm just going to pause it there. Uh, my first cl- 
um, because I spoke to you about this on the train yesterday and then you asked if it was American and I said British. Turns out it's neither. The man is Australian. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. But what do you think about that? For I will go into playing what his first client was like. Okay, I'm not being but... funny, right? From I haven't seen this video until now and when you were telling me the story last night, that is not the man I would imagine. <laughs> I know obviously everyone makes the mental images in their mind, yeah. um, but I just always... I don't know why I always just assumed it was a like a middle-aged guy um just going to like doing it for a little bit of a laugh but he actually seems like a put together older business kind of man Do you know what I mean it's yeah, really yeah. strange um but I am really intrigued to find out how we did get into the business because I don't see how he how how that would have just started like you said it started out as a joke Yeah that's the thing obviously we're taking it from face value at the moment but he seems like a good genuine guy Yeah 100% which is what's really really nice but he's about to go into what his it was like with his first client, which is an interesting, interesting story. Yeah, I wonder how he advertises himself. Is it like online or do people just kind of know about I him? I believe they asked that question. No, they don't. People in the comments were asking that question. We got no answers. I don't know how he There was a woman in the video when um, he was in the audience when he was speaking and she just pulled the most disgusted face. There's a lot more of that. Is they it? They look really shocked, which is, I think it's people that are just when you're hearing that sort of thing they're coming to terms with their own mortality and they're cu- and they're also thinking about i wonder what secrets could be revealed at yeah. my funeral sort of yeah thing. i think it's also though like when i first heard it i thought mm. surely that's a bit disrespectful like they're grieving a loss and then this man just comes in and announces these deep dark secrets but yeah. I don't know. There's I, more no, to it. No, yeah, because, I mean, you could say it's disrespectful against the people at the funeral, but you're actually giving the actual person that's died exactly... What he asked for or she want. asked for, mm-hmm. yeah. Instead of a family just doing what they want to do. But anyway, here is what it was like with his first client. Joke. Tell us about your first client. Uh, my first client was Graham. He was a, uh, a gentleman that I'd been investigating a claim for. I got to know him only for a short while. He had cancer. He was close to death. Uh, We got to talking about death and the afterlife and uh, all things surrounding death. And I suggested he do his own eulogy. He said he'd been to plenty of funerals where eulogies just aren't shown out of disrespect or the families just don't show. And so I suggested I crash his funeral for him. And he took me up on the offer and I did so. What did he want you to say at his funeral? He wanted me to out his best mate for trying to sleep with his wife while he was on his deathbed. Mm. He also asked me to remove three people from the uh, congregation that he hadn't seen in 30 years. So why were they paying their respects now when they could have you know, seen him when he was alive? And you went through with it? Absolutely. What was the response? Shock. Now, I'm interrupting a funeral, mm. you know, between... Yeah, loved ones sitting there and grieving and his best mates performing eulogy and I stand up, interrupt the funeral service and uh, announce that his best mate's got to sit down, shut up or bugger off because the man in the coffin's got something to say and this is what it is. And I'll open the envelope and I'll read aloud exactly what was said. How bad wow. is that? Uh, the, the, the thing is also the <laughs> the best mate was reading the eulogy. So he was trying to sleep with his wife on his deathbed mm. and he's got the balls to read the eulogy at his funeral. Jesus. The disrespect. See, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't, that, for that, I think that's such a good, 
I don't mm. know. Me personally, I think it's a good thing mm. in that situation. Like when someone's done you wrong and you're not going to see them again. And like you said, why is there people there that haven't seen them for 30 years that are showing their respects? Like I, w- I wouldn't want that. Like if I, I haven't seen someone for a while, why would they then just suddenly show up to my funeral? Yeah, that's the thing. And, and, and I mean, not to get personal, there was people, my dad was in hospital for a while and there was people that came to his funeral that had the opportunity to visit him in hospital and chose not to. And um, it, uh, but that's the say. I completely agree with him yeah. there. Say, so, oi, bugger off! You had your chance. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. Um, so she asked him if the best man stayed put. Did the best man stay put? Walk out? He left pretty quickly. Why do you think <laughs> some people take this approach to confess after death? Well, most of it's because they haven't got the strength to get up and punch the people in the face that are hurting them. That's, <laughs> that's really what it is. I mean, it's not yeah. all bad either. I mean, there's, it's good, bad, funny and sad. There's quite a, a range of funerals that have crashed. How much do you charge? Between two and $10,000, but they don't need the money where they're going and I never get a complaint. Oh, my God. <laughs> they don't need the money where they're going and I never get a complaint. Well, you won't get a complaint because they're dead. I love that so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> he seems like quite a, like, down, I don't know. I don't down know. to earth. Yeah. I think he's down to earth. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. And up but it's front, just like the, honest. Yeah, up front. That's the word I was looking for. Um, the audience, though, they're just ne- not giving him anything back. Like, they're just pulling faces. They're thinking, I know. what the fuck? The, the thing is, as well, is, is, is he's right about the money portion because... If the person that's paying for this service is someone that wants someone said because someone close to them has clearly wronged them while they're dying, which means there's a good chance that that money that he's going to spend on this man was going to go in the will to those people that have wronged him anyway. I guess so, yeah. So he might as well spend them on this guy. So I think that this is a great industry. I think it should start thriving. And we should get some people in the UK doing I wonder, it. like, yeah, I was going to say, I wonder how far that man would travel. Would he, is he just going to do it, like, in his country? Or yeah, is I he going to come over here? Come over here? Yeah. <laughs> so I did want to get onto the main story soon, but there is another one that I wanted to talk about first because I found something really interesting that I, one, I particularly think you would find interesting. Um, it's one of those things where you'd be like, whoa, what the hell? Mm. So there is a new documentary coming out on Netflix that is going into the Jimmy Savile thing. Okay. You're aware of who Jimmy Savile is? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a few documentaries on him already. Louis Thoreau particularly did a really good one. He did one when Jimmy Savile was alive. Oh, uh, the wow. stuff hadn't been... The stuff, I don't think the stuff had come, well, the stuff didn't officially come out until after he died, mm. that he was obviously a pedo, but he walked around with him and he saw his day-to-day life when he was getting older, and I think he put the documentary together after it died about it. But anyway, there's a new documentary coming out about Jimmy Savile, and um, I just, I find the whole thing thoroughly interesting. I think I've got his thing up here. Just the fact that, like, it's disgusting how people hide things. Yeah. Just the fact that Jimmy Savile was a huge part of the BBC. Obviously, he had that show, Jim Will Fix It, yeah. where he got, helped, got little things to do, stuff like that. But anyway, I found a video of an interview of someone in 1978 basically saying that they knew what Jimmy Savile was doing and that, Bloody the, hell. and that they said that the BBC are going to cover it up. 
There is a, a band, very famous band called the Sex Pistols that you might have heard of. I have heard of them. They were a punk band in like the 70s and 80s. And there was a um, a musician called uh, John Linden. He was like the singer and guitarist. He was also called Johnny Rotten. You might remember him, possibly. He used to do butter ads on TV. He used oh, to I be, don't know. Uh, but um, anyway, that's him there. But um, we've not got a picture. That's Jimmy Savile right there. Yeah, I was going to say, that looks like Jimmy Savile. But basically, there's this this two-minute clip, and um, some people might have heard of it, but there's some people that haven't. And basically, he says in this clip, he says, I know stuff and you know stuff about Jimmy Savile. He says, um, but you're not going to air this interview now. Uh, it's really interesting. Wow. And this is back in 1978, and it didn't come out until 2011, Fucking what he, all hell. the shit had done. That's so, awful. I know, so I, I wanted to play that. Do you think we'll make a film? Huh? Do you think, would you like to make a film? Yes. In it, I'd like to kill a lot of people. <laughs> How many people? Oh, about 200. So I'm just going to pause that there quickly. He's a, a punk rocker and punk rock people were very looked down upon at this time. They thought they were, you know, what's it called? Indoctrating the youth. You know, they thought they were making youth into drugs and alcohol and stuff oh, like right. that. And so he's just doing punky things, saying he's going to make a film about people he wants to kill. But anyway, he goes on to say this. Well, they'd all be famous names. I'd love to kill Mick Jagger on the film. But I bet he'd never do it because his ego would be deflated or something absurd. Might be good for his public image. So who else is on the list then? On the goner list? Oh, it's endless, believe me. It's easier to list the people I don't want to kill. A serious thing. <laughs> All five of them. So how how you are you, so how are you um, going to go about this massacre? I don't know. I just want to make a film of it. On film, I'd like to kill Jimmy Savile. He's a hypocrite. I bet he's into all kinds of seediness that we all know about but are not allowed to talk about. I know some rumours. <laughs> yeah, people always tell you things, don't they? You're a bitch, eh, don't you think? On occasion. I bet none of this will be allowed out. I shouldn't imagine libelous stuff will be allowed out. Nothing I said is libel. How mad is that? Fucking hell. And um, what I find really interesting I don't know that, how we got away with it. I really don't know how people B- weren't happy to cover it yeah, up. Yeah, the BBC, yeah. I know, it's disgusting and it's skanky and it's awful, isn't it? And it so he think, is British, right? Jimmy, Jimmy Savile's Savile. British, yeah. And it's all the BBC. He was right. a bit, I, I don't think people in America knew him until this stuff came out. He was only really popular in, in Britain. Fucking hell. Like, it's mad because people like, when you think about it, people like the punk rock scene... At the time in the 70s, 80s, they were seen as the delinquents, the ones that were poisoning the youth with songs about drugs and alcohol and mm. things like that. Yet, here is a punk rocker here who was literally trying to bring justice to proper crime mm. and disgusting behaviour. I, I and they just, I'm up. baffled by how long and why, so, mm. how, just why? Why would you cover it up for that long? And how did you yeah. cover it up for that long? Was there like a lot of money? funded into like was Jimmy Savile paying people off he must have been left yeah, right and centre it's very how well, old was he when he passed and how he, oh he, he was pa- old was he he was old what did he pass off he died at 84 fucking hell he lived a long life as well yep 
Um, immediately after Savile's death, the BBC Newsnight programme began an investigation to reports that he is a sexual abuser. Oh, immediately just... after. So that that is suspicious that he was obviously paying a lot of people to like not talk about but it. It's, dis- uh, it's also uh, the, it's the BBC's reputation. That's it, it isn't it? They just... Uh, my God, hell. his Wikipedia write-up is extensive. Massive. But they're doing... It says they're doing a dramatisation. Was he married? Um, good question. Is there a personal life? It go up. It's normally under that bit there. What early life? Oh, the born and died bit. It's normally oh, like died, spouses. Um, well, it doesn't oh, say okay. he had any spouses. So I don't know if he did. It looks like they're doing a dramatisation about it. It says wow. they've announced. Yeah, a lot of it is the BBC trying to protect their image and stuff like that. But I just think it's disgusting that you've got bl- you have blatant crime there. And also, well done, John. Um, Lydon because he probably put his career on the line saying that well if that never got released how, how is it on YouTube now then well, was it released afterwards yeah I remember oh. Piers you know Piers Morgan used to do that show Piers Morgan's Life Stories where he mm. would get people on and just talk about their life he got him on and they aired it then oh wow and he was like look I was fucking telling the truth when I <laughs> my god, ridiculous behaviour but you know I just feel sorry for all the victims involved I ain't going to watch that documentary because I think it's interesting yeah no that will be really interesting, interesting. and um, the victims will probably get to speak in that which will be nice I would love for them to discuss the covering up in it because I want to know exactly what went into covering yeah. up why they covered it up silencing people like yeah. him from the Sex Pistols I find that very interesting God, you've got to be so powerful to be able to like do what you're doing and people not even be able to talk about it also the balls you're a person in the limelight that has the balls to do disgusting stuff like that and know, and just know you're going to get away with it yeah oh my god it's rank. even if i wanted to do something if i was famous and if i wanted to bloody shoplift from a store like nick and mars bar or something i would be nervous that there'd be something with a camera there ready to tweet james has just stolen mars bars from co-op <laughs> like how they have the balls to yeah, do shit like that I get what you're saying mental to me but we are going to get to the main story of Madeleine McCann, the disappearance and why the case has been closed. All of that right after this. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back. I hope that you enjoyed the adverts that we've been blessed with at the (laughs) moment to enjoy. Um, So we're going to get into the main crux of today's episode, which is the disappearance of Madeleine McCann. So news came out earlier this week, uh, well, last week, because we're from when we released this episode, that they are closing the case on Madeleine McCann after 15 years. There's a lot of people that aren't happy with it. There's a lot of people that aren't happy. There's a lot of people that are breathing a bit of a sigh of relief yeah. over this. And I want to talk about Mixed all of those. Mixed opinions. Mixed opinions, it. yeah. So it's been nearly 15 years since British three-year-old Madeleine McCann went missing while vacationing with her family in Portugal. And the investigation opened by London's Metropolitan Police is set to end soon. Reports say funding for the investigation will expire in September. Reports say the case will be closed at the end of the year. So... Sweet tea. You, I saw that pop up on Twitter, but you have seen TikToks on it. And you said that there's been interesting comments on some of the TikToks. Yeah, people have posted it on TikTok. And there's been some people being like, um, the main one I saw was someone being like, oh, why are people applauding that the case is being closed? This Madeline deserves so much more. Mm. Um, it's it's not solved. It's never going to be solved. And um, like I get where she's coming from because obviously it's really really sad for the child, yeah. and she's never. Um, we've never figured out what's happened to her, but it's like everyone else was replying to this person, being like, "She, we've spent fifteen years and a lot of money on this case. Think about all the other cases that." you know, haven't been solved as well and that hadn't spent this much funding on and hasn't spent this much um, time on and everything like that. So it's about like fairness. Do you know what I mean? Like if there's Mm -hmm. no new evidence coming to light with this Madeleine McCann situation, then you can't just like keep it open because like nothing you're not do you know what i mean like you're not continue you're not get, gaining anything they that have searched sense. for her more years than she was alive when she yeah. went missing yeah 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 by quite a margin yeah and you're absolutely right so many more people go missing every single day yeah that aren't getting investigated there's a thing um there's a thing called uh the white woman problem which is basically where if it's in the news, if someone goes missing in the news, the only time it will make headlines is if it is a white woman. Not if it's really? a white man, not if it's a black man, not if it's a black woman, not if it's any other ethnicity. It normally makes the headlines if it's a white woman that has been murdered or has gone missing. Wow, I didn't know that. Is yeah. that actually like true? Yeah, or? there's statistics and everything. It's so prevalent. Um, wow. So it's it's a big thing, and I it, and you're right. And also, not only does she, well, she deserve more is another one of the comments yeah, that's coming out, which she did. 
no, but the thing is, they wasted 15 years investigating things that didn't need investigating, going down avenues that didn't need to go down because, well, I'm going to get to my verdict. Well, yeah, because there was also people as well. There was another person, which is, I think this is the first time online that I've seen this opinion. Mm. Someone said the family deserved so much more. Yeah. Um, it's good that they've closed this case because now they can rest without the worries. And I thought, one, that's a really interesting topic because if you didn't, it, you know, a lot, a lot of people think that the parents did it. So you, you're saying like, oh, they can, they can rest. They don't have to worry about the case. That's in the, surely they're going to relax now more that the case is closed because they're not going to get caught. But then there's yeah. other people that have the opinion of, um, if the case is closed and they're not going to rest because they haven't got their their answers. So you can't win. Do you know what I mean? Because some people are like, oh, it's a good thing for them. But then other people are like, it's a bad thing for them. But then there's other people that think they're the bad people that killed them. So killed yeah. her, sorry. I'm going to give a tease to my verdict later on. Uh, the parents already know the answer. That's what my verdict is. Mm. But I've got uh, a rundown of when she went missing here. So we're going to go through that. And then I've also got an article on, you know, some theories as to why certain people might have been guilty. Go on then. Well, what are your, what are your thoughts first on who, who do you think is the, um, I mean, if I'm completely honest, I think the parents did it by accident though. Uh, I think like, the parents did it I feel like the people that. are just jumping straight to the parents did it and they're not like appreciating the fact that I don't think they actually, if they did do it, they didn't mean to do it. Oh, they absolutely didn't mean they, to they, do they, it. I don't think they're like genuine like murderers because no. they don't seem like they're horrible people. I just think that they, you know, sipped her a couple too many sleeping pills and then has just been covering it up for 15 years and that's crazy. But the thing is, slipping sleeping pills is already criminally negligent because you're not supposed to give kids sleeping pills anyway but obviously they didn't mean to kill their kid 100 percent. but they still were criminally did well they were criminal and uh it and you know they should be brought to justice but we're going to go through another that. conspiracy theory really isn't it yeah i just feel like if it was the parents will never know unless they're on their deathbed kind of thing so do you agree um I th- and now that the case is being closed, yes, I don't think we'll ever find out. They've, in my opinion, they've gotten away with it, which that's if they've done great it. Great yeah. for them. Yeah. So that's my opinion is they've done it. Right. Newsflash, guys. Um. And so, in my opinion, if the case is getting closed at the end of the year, then that means they've gotten away with it, and we'll never find out. Well, they can always open the case back up because they have done that over the past. If they got years new anyway. evidence, if new evidence came to light, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it was on the 3rd of May 2007. They were at a, a place in Portugal, a uh, resort. It was the penultimate day of the family's holiday. So, day before they were going to leave. Right. So, over breakfast, Madeline asked the parents, why didn't you come when my brother and I cried last night? After the disappearance, her parents wondered whether this meant someone had entered the children's bedroom. Her mother also noticed a large brown stain on Madeline's pyjama top. So basically, in the evening, when the parents would put Madeline and her two twin brother and sister, I think, to bed, they would go down to a tapas restaurant with another group, uh, with a group of parents called the Tapas Five, they get named as in the news, and um, they would have tapas and drink with them while they were asleep in the beds. So the children spent the morning in the resort's kids' clubs. Then the family lunched at their apartment before heading to the pool. Kate took the last known photograph of Madeline at 2.29 that afternoon, sitting by the pool next to her father and two-year-old sister. The children returned to the kids' club. Then at 6 o'clock, their mother took them back to 5A. Well, that's their room number. 
While their father went for a tennis lesson, the McCanns put the children to bed at around 7 o'clock. Madeline was left to sleep in short-sleeved, pink and white, Marks and Spencer's Eeyore pyjamas next to a comfort blanket and a soft toy cuddle cat. 8.30, the tapas restaurant. At 8.30, the parents left 5A to dine with their friends in the Oceans Club open-air tapas restaurant located on the other side of the pool. Do you reckon people, like, don't go to this resort anymore because of I have no idea like they've probably it's probably got to be a stain on I have no idea I know that it was shut down for a while after this case because obviously obviously they're investigating it and then Mm -hmm. it took a while for them to get people back in but I do think the resort is now up and running again yeah so 5a their room lay about 55 meters from the restaurant as the crow flies do you know what that means what as the crow flies I don't know what that means so basically if you're looking at something from point a to point b crows a bird flies straight they don't have to move around anything so if if you've got a table here and something over there as the crows fly would be how long it is just going straight right whereas uh, any a normal human way would be going through paths and around yeah okay. so it's 55 minutes as the crow flies but getting to the restaurant involved walking along a public street to reach the doors of the ocean club resort then walking through the resort to the other side of the pool a distance of about 82 meters so the patio doors could be locked only from the inside, so the McCanns left them closed but unlocked. So the doors were closed but unlocked mm. to McCann's room. With the curtains drawn so they could let themselves in the way when checking on the children, there was a child safety gate at the top of the steps from the patio and a low gate at the bottom which led to the street. The resort staff had left a note in a message book at the swimming pool reception area asking that the same table which overlooked the apartments be block booked for 8.30 for the McCanns and friends every evening for the last four evenings of the holiday. The message said the group's children were asleep in the apartments. Kate believes the abductor may have seen the note. The McCanns and their friends left the restaurant roughly every half hour to check on their children. Jerry carried out the first check on 5A at around 9.05. The children were asleep and all was well except that he recalled having left the children's bedroom door slightly ajar and now it stood almost wide open he pulled it nearly closed again before returning to the restaurant so the dad did the first um thing so at 9 30 was when kate intended to check on the children Kate had intended to check on the children at 9.30, but Matthew Oldfield, one of the Tapas 7, oh, it's Tapas 7, not Tapas 5, oh. sorry, um, offered to do it when he checked on his own children in the apartment next door to 5A. He noticed that McCann's children's bedroom door was wide open, but after hearing no noise, he left 5A without looking far enough into the bedroom to see whether Madeline was there. Fucking he could hell. not recall whether the bedroom window and its exterior shutter were open at this point. Early on in the investigation, Portuguese police accused Oldfield of involvement because he had volunteered to do the check, suggesting to them he had handed Madeline to someone through the bedroom window. Jesus. I think that's bollocks and a bit of a stretch, but fair enough. So, Kate made her own check of 5A at around 10 o'clock. Scotland Yard stated in 2013 that Madeline was probably taken moments before this. Kate recalled entering the apartment through the unlocked patio doors at the back and noticing that the children's bedroom door was wide open. When she tried to close the door, it slammed shut as though there was a drought, which is a draft, sorry, which is when she saw that the bedroom window and its shutter were open. Madeline's cuddle cat and blanket were still on the bed, but Madeline was gone. After briefly searching the apartment, Kate ran back towards the restaurant screaming, Madeline's gone, someone's taken her. Now this, in my opinion, for how the parents did it, was the mum's first mistake. Why? Because... 
on instinct sorry let me get nearer to my mic on instinct normally when you see something missing or something lost or something like that you would just go oh my god someone's gone where are they what's happened They're you missing. wouldn't immediately jump to someone's taken her unless yeah. you were gonna say that already you would just be like madeline's gone where's she gone she's if, if she's in a, a holiday resort and it's a small child i remember i was in on well i don't remember but my parents thoroughly remember when i was really young i was about five or six we went on holiday to disneyland in florida lovely place and i was obsessed my little boy was obsessed with the breakfast mornings. You would go and have breakfast a bit away from your room and all the, the characters would come and say hello while you're eating That's breakfast. That's adorable that you, yeah. you love that. So I was obsessed. So one morning <laughs> I woke up really early and I ran down to the restaurant on my own before my parents were even ready to go. Oh my God. So... Obviously, oh my god, that's um, great! That's so cute. Though. I know. And basically, Dad <laughs> had to run down to the restaurant and and try and catch me. But my parents didn't just go. Someone's taken James. Ah, they were just like, "Fuck, he's run off in the resort. Where's he gone?" Right. And if you're in a family resort, she would she would have come out and be like, "Oh my god, where's Madeline gone? She's run off somewhere. You, What's yeah, happened?" You'd go straight up to your husband and be like, "Fuck, come with me." can't find madeline let's go and look mm-hmm. for her yeah like get away from this tapas place. saying someone's taken her makes it seem prepared Ma- yeah makes it seem like you felt on un- you felt like your kid was being watched and you thought maybe this was going to happen yep 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 um so and that's the first thing and so my opinion on the whole thing is the mccann's are doctors they are both i believe they're both doctors they're middle class doctor people they have gone on this family holiday. They like to drink, have a bit of tapas with their friends um, while they all still have kids. I reckon as doctors, they gave Madeline McCann sleeping pills so they wouldn't disturb her, disturb them while they were eating and drinking. I think that they then gave her too many. She died. They staged this whole thing. I think that's it. I think that's cut and dry. And there's many things... I've got an article on theories here as to why this holds water. That... My question is though, right? Yeah. So say that did happen, say that she did die. So yeah. you, you're saying that when she did go in, when the mum did go in mm. and she said that she didn't see Madeline, she did see Madeline, but Madeline was dead. And then she goes running down saying that she's been taken to the to everyone else. So the, the Tapa 7 all think that, She's been taken, but and then what? Him and her and the husband are then going to go and cover it up quickly think, before they go up there and have a look. What? What's the next step? I think there's a possibility that the Tapas Seven all agreed together that they knew and they agreed to not say a word about it. Really? I yeah. I think I are think these, that is. A are these Tapas Seven like friends that they made out there? Or no, fe- no, all f- they went all together. Fr- oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I think that they or they're all sort of middle class doctory. So do people, you think then like when that. he went, the the guy that first volunteered after the dad, he noticed that you know maybe something wasn't right, went down, said something, and then that's why she went up like. A I bit think after. He, I think generally he probably saw her either dead or sleeping. Assumed she was sleeping in bed, and then went back down. I think Kate went down, checked up on her, knows her daughter better, saw that she was actually dead, and then. That's when she, uh, you know, quickly hid the body somewhere, said that this she was missing. This is the thing. And then Where the, the body fuck is morning. the body? Well. 
let me find let me just scroll through there's a uh, theories and things um because i think last year or during lockdown netflix did a madeline mccann documentary didn't they mm. and apparently they go into stuff like that because the mccann's were not happy with the netflix documentary right um so early suspicions during one of the first press conferences following madeline's disappearance kate and jay mccann were asked by a german radio reporter if the finger of suspicion was being pointed at them and they denied it even though it was um, ah, here you go. The Pact of Silence. So this is one of the theories. The mysterious Pact of Silence is one of the many theories addressed in the new Netflix documentary. It was actually the original headline on a controversial article by Portuguese journalists. The McCann's holiday with seven friends and their five children in Portugal. And they dined together almost every night at their restaurant's tapas restaurant. Oh, resorts tapas restaurant. Sorry, my speaking is terrible. Which led to the media labelling the group the Tapas Seven. Bum bum. Right. Felicia told the documentary makers that she found it odd that local police had not properly investigated the McCanns because we know that in most co- cases the culprit is someone who is close to the child. Mm-hmm. That's in murders, in missing people. That's a lot of the case. Nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Um, w- was it Sergeant Hopper in the first season of Stranger Things when Will goes missing? He says ninety-five percent of the time a missing child is with a parent or a relative. Mm. That's what he says. Um, one of the odd inconsistencies she found was in Jerry McCann's claim that the table at the restaurant had a direct line of sight to the apartment, which is why they chose to dine there. From the position I was in, it was completely impossible to see the apartment or the room where they had left the children to sleep. As an investigative journalist, I have to ask, why? Why would you lie about such a simple thing? Wow. So what he went to the hotel and investigated it uh invest yeah and investigative journalism so some people do that Um, they also heard that the tapas seven gathered to work out their timeline and then revised it the word that we ended up using in the title pact came from david payne one of the mccann's friends when he said that they had agreed with jerry not to talk about what happened there seems to be an alliance between everyone to protect someone so they've even said in the press before one of the friends has said that yeah, we talked to Jerry and we said that we were never going to talk about it. <laughs> That's already extremely suspicious. Um, despite the rumours, both the McCanns and the Tapas 7 have since always denied any such pact existed. Fair enough. In May 2007, the McCanns set up Madeline's Fund, leaving no stun unturned. I hate... Ah, uh, if this theory is going where I think it's going, which I know about, I'm disgusted at this next bit. Okay. Um, a charity designed to accept financial donations to assist with the mounting legal cost associated with the case. So basically the McCanns both set up a charity to help fund the investigative case and the legal costs of looking for Madeline. Right. right? Millions of pounds were donated by high profile Britons and celebrities, including J.K. Rowling, Richard Branson and Simon Cow. All of them wow. donated to this. But in October 2007, the McCanns were criticised for using some of the fund to make two mortgage payments. So they used some of the charity fund to mortgage their house. See, how do they know that, though? Well, you'd have to see if you're setting up a fund like that, mm. you have to make records legally of what the money is going to and where it's going from. And the records will be public or will be known by lawyers. So then, so that's how, you know, you can't just take charity from people and then hide where it's going. People are giving you that money. Yeah. Okay. So that's how they found out. But in October 2007, the McCann's criticized for using some of the funds to make two mortgage payments. And nothing was done about that? Nothing. Um, I don't think so. 
Uh, they defend their decision at the time. The family spokesman, Clarence Mitchell, issuing the following statement. The fund has always had the ability to assist the family financially if necessary. They're middle class doctors. They do not need financial help. If anything, a bit morbid, they've lost a daughter, so they're saving some money. Mm. But as soon as the couple were formally named suspects in the case, they no longer used the fund for personal expenses. So as soon as they were thought to be involved no criminally, longer, they, you know, made themselves clean cut again. Oh, dear. When they were made suspects, it stopped, which was a mutual decision on the part of the fund and the McCanns. They were happy to accept that their changed status meant they were no longer entitled to that assistance. So Portuguese police discovered two DNA samples in the McCann's hire car, one of which was a 100% match to Madeline, where reportedly the type that had come directly from her body, not from clothes she had worn. So that means her body had been in the car at some point and had left DNA samples, which makes sense because, I mean, they were on holiday together. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean after she died. No. Um... So they were interrogated by local police. Jerry responded to some questions, but Kate refused. This is another one where I'm like, what the fuck? Kate refused to answer any of the 48 questions she was asked over an intense 11 hour interrogation period. So your child is missing. I want to go back to when we were uh, podcasting with Audio Mango and we did the topic on the woman whose um, baby was eaten by a dingo. Mm hmm. Now, she knew she was telling the truth and everything, and she was being investigated by the police, and she was stuck to the same story. She gave as much evidence as she, she could. Her husband did as well. She was she never um, kept anything from them because she knew she was telling the truth. She knew what was right, and she ended up... She went to jail for a bit, as we remember, but she ended up, you know, telling the truth. Kate's daughter is missing. If your daughter is missing and you're being interrogated by police... You would want to be as honest and thorough as possible to make sure that the police had enough information to find your child, your daughter. Yeah, especially they asked, if they're making out they're not guilty. They asked Kate 48 questions. She didn't say anything to any of them. Fucking bad, isn't it? Any of them. And then goes on to wash the, her daughter's teddy. Yeah, yes. That's yeah, we'll strange get to as that. well. That is fucking weird as well. By now, police were alleging that the couple had faked Maddie's abduction and had hidden her body. Um, DNA samples were actually fairly common. So, yeah, about the hire car. So you could find there'd be DNA samples of you in like your mum and dad's car, tea and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, of course. That. that bit's fairly common. They've always denied any guilty accusations. Of course they Of course they're going to. Of course they would. But yes, so well, this article I'm honest as not listening to any more theories but that's another one that i want to go with that you just said there so she got her teddy back from the evidence room or wherever mm -hmm. and most people so here's another for example you know we went on to lockdown and um you know we didn't see each other for you know like what four or five months something mm -hmm. like that just did it over zoom in in 2020 you gave me we sent each other care packages because we're both extremely cute yeah one <laughs> of them in yours, you left me a uh, one of your tops with some of your smelly. <laughs> on it. My God, you're literally Did like you? out in us right now, right? Which it, obviously, got, hopefully, you guys got. Oh, that's cute. So some people obviously, probably going to think that was so weird. I know, but no, I'm sure lots of people do that. So anyway, so you, you know, and then obviously, you know, I've got the smell of you is really nice. Now, your child is missing, possibly dead, right? Not you, Kate McCann. No, no. 
And they get their teddy back from the evidence people. And instead of being like, so normally I would be like, I'm not washing this. It's got the smell of her on it. I want this forever. She washed it. She put it through the washing machine and cleaned it. So now the smell of her daughter's gone. All that's there is detergent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. What is strange as well is like if you are, if she is trying to wash it to like get rid of any evidence or anything like that, then it doesn't make any sense because it was in with the cops' evidence anyway. Yeah, I just so don't did this get it. case that was this case being like solved in um, Portugal? Or was it being solved in the UK? Uh, it was being the main investigation was in Portugal. Right. Yes, uh, Portuguese police. But um, I just, guys, I just, I, I don't know. I'm coming to the end of our talk on Madeleine McCann now because we've talked about it for for a while. But uh, I, a lot of mixed opinions. Some people saying it's a good thing it's closed. Other people not saying it's a good thing that's closed. Mm. But I just think at the end of the day, with a case like this that's been going on for 15 years, you're not going to win. Like, not everyone's going to have the same opinion. Not what, everyone's going to. We, we need a court case verdict. What from what I've told you there? What's your verdict on it? I do think that the parents are have something to do with it or have done it. I have thought because obviously there's a there's another conspiracy theory where the parents have something to do with it and they they know the person that yeah there's the paedophile ring uh, conspiracy yeah that they're all part of some pedo ring yeah so I don't know I don't know if we'll ever find out I hate conspiracies where you don't find out the answer I know that's what a conspiracy theory is um, but sometimes you do find out the answers don't you yeah maybe one day but I have thought that the parents have done it for a while that's my court case verdict and then I obviously like. And also, not only that, is I think that they've done it for a while and I'm sick and disgusted that they've if, gotten away with it. Got, so I yeah. regularly try and bring it up. If they do get away so with it, so they never right? forget it. If they have, like, if they continue now, like, that's it and they have gotten away with it and it comes mm. out, like, I don't know, on their deathbed that they did do it. Oh my God, like, everyone will be fuming. Like, the mm-hmm. money and the time. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just, it's crazy. It's... I don't know how they don't feel fucking guilty. If, like, mm. if going off by they have done it, how they wouldn't just feel terrible. Mm. But... And I want to know what their opinion is then. If the case has been closed, what's their opinion? Is their opinion like, oh, I'm so glad it's over? I'm sure or be is their interview. opinion, oh my God, I can't believe they're closing it? Like, I just want to, oh, I'm intrigued. I'm sure there'll be an interview. But for me, this whole Madeline McCann thing is a lot like, uh, Ricky Gervais with um, Caitlyn Jenner basically Caitlyn Jenner once um, she killed someone with her car she ran over someone with her car an old woman and then she transitioned and everyone conveniently forgot about it so Ricky Gervais <laughs> regularly brings it up in stand up specials so people don't forget the fact that she re- murdered someone in a car and so for me I, m- the m- parents doing it um, with Madeleine McCann is how I treat that. I regularly just try and make sure people remember because I think it's 100% true and I think it's disgusting. I think they've gotten away with it. It's my view. Yeah. And uh, so that's the verdict on court case. We're going to get to some courting with James to end the show. I've got a juicy, found a juicy little Reddit thread, which I think will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to get juicy. Oh, get saucy. Uh, and we're going to do that right after the jingle. Here we go. Just before going into courting with James, I went on to TikTok and there was a video on someone saying that Sienna May might be dead, but I think it's a hoax or something. And Doja Cat has now quit music. She um, cancelled her tour last night. Well, as of 
when we're recording this she cancelled one of her concerts and then turned around and t- was tweeting and turned around and said this shit ain't for me no more i'm out as that, in music so so did she actually tweet that or was that like an insta story uh, no it was i'm pretty sure it was a tweet from what i saw i didn't i didn't research it for too long because it was literally just before coming on to record but um i searched it up on google and it mm. and it said like um she tweeted about how she didn't want to do music anymore and then i searched up this key anime thing and it's saying that it's a hoax or it's not a hoax there's loads of different articles like there's fucking thousands in seconds of it um so i'm sure we'll find out more on that this will be released and it probably will come out that it was a hoax or something um do you normally find though when it is um when there's like hoaxes of people yeah. dead it normally turns out to be a hoax. Like, I don't think I've ever come across a hoax and they they actually was dead. Have yeah. you? No, I completely agree. So, like, I do feel like maybe it is a hoax, otherwise it wouldn't have been mentioned. But I I'm think, sure we'll find out soon. Yeah, I also think that it's a hoax as well. I don't think she's I don't dead. think the Doja Cat thing is a hoax. I, found, I do think that she is quitting music. I Yeah, I found the tweet here. This shit ain't for me, y'all. Take care. Um, but I don't know if it's a quitting music or it's a con- about a concert in Brazil. I don't know. Uh, no idea but that's obviously what was saying on tiktok so yeah we'll just have to find out more updates as we go along mm. but anyway this might be really late to the game though by the time we upload yeah. this episode well it's coming out we're recording it this saturday and i'm bringing it out next saturday so oh okay i it, thought it was the week after that's fine then no um so i found a reddit thread called how did you find out your significant significant other was cheating on you and so i've got loads of um stories here of how people found out their partner was cheating on them and i think that's quite juicy that's very juicy we can talk about some of them while we watch my mum and her boyfriend sort out garden furniture oh my god it's so weird to call that you called him her boyfriend i know well he is just say his name oh um mark yeah yeah a lovely guy lovely guy everybody anyway highly recommend as a boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) so someone said uh dad noises that's a funny username said back when cell phones had limited minutes i got notified that we were over our limit checked the last bill and nothing but her and her boss talking at all hours of the day jesus then she stupidly left her email open on my computer and i got to read how he enjoyed touching her boobs Jesus. That's so fucking odd. Mm. This is one this is one interesting. This is the one that I read before I was like, I'll put this on the show. She accused me of cheating out of the blue, made me jump through crazy hoops to prove myself, but believed me. Everything settled. Six months later she did it again. It took two more of these to see the cycle. Simple sleuthery led to the attempt- admitted truth that every time I was accused, she was the one cheating. Fucking hell. Someone replied to that and said, projection is a real psychological phenomenon. Yep. If they start getting suspicious, you better start getting suspicious. Yeah. It's weird that the mind works that way, but it does. My explanation is that for people who are newly starting to cheat, they see how easy it is to get away with and they start wondering about if they're the ones getting cheated on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. i that, see that yeah which is interesting um yeah that, but also that's so scummy as well i know christ she missed our 10th anniversary to watch a movie with a guy she'd been seeing for three weeks and his wife how does and that work i want to know more i yeah. want a fucking story time on that one <laughs> but this How... confuses me the most yeah that confuses me massively so he she's she's just sat in the living room with her new boyfriend and his wife they must have an yeah. open relationship or something it's gotta be that's bizarre mm. <laughs> 
What's this one? I had a gut feeling he was in nursing school and I would routinely have classmates over to study. There was a younger girl and I got a weird feeling about her. I got out of work early one day and found her in my home where my young children were. They were on the couch, not doing anything, but I knew. He made up some bullshit story as to why she was there. He said the alarm at his parents' house was going off and he called her to come babysit. What? Yeah. A few days later, I asked if he could meet up near where he was staying to just grab a quick coffee so we could catch up. He declined. A few days after that, he was home and showering. Phone went off and he never locked it. I decided to look at his phone and there was a text from his friend, Andy, who is male. At first I was like, oh, I'm just paranoid maybe. But I read the message and it definitely wasn't from his friend Andy. It was the girl from school. And the message clearly showed me he was cheating. He came downstairs and I simply said we should separate and start the process for divorce. He said, okay, they are married now. I'm in a good relationship. All worked out in the end. Never, ever ignore your gut instincts. Wow. So he had changed her name to Andy on his phone. Yeah. What a dick. They do anything to not get caught. Yep. We've got the other woman knocked on my front door and asked me to take my kid and get out so that the two of them could be together and be happy. Fucking hell. The balls on that woman <laughs> to turn up to this woman's house and be like, get out of your own house. Me and him want to be happy together. Take the kid as well. Jesus Christ. What is some? Honestly, people never fail to amaze me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> here's one my stay-at-home wife at the time got pregnant despite we hadn't had sex for a while and i had a vasectomy that's a savage way of finding out yep oh my gosh yep. she tried to hide her pregnancy under the guise of weight gain but the medical statements in the mail <laughs> gave it away <laughs> what a fucking idiot <laughs> yeah oh my gosh my friend told me that she tried to fuck him nice quick simple one Wow. Someone put, my guitar at home was tuned to drop D and there were smoking cigarette butts <laughs> in my ashtray. So that's how we find out. He goes home and he's like, someone's tuned my fucking guitar differently. <laughs> that's so funny. It's not, <laughs> no. it's not funny, but it is funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This one is a super sleuthy one. This is one where I'm like, you, you. this is how, obviously I don't cheat, but like this is how you would sort of discover because it's so <laughs> clever. Right. His, her Facebook That's rule number one of a cheater to say, I don't cheat. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously. Her Facebook profile picture had his reflection taking the photo. <laughs> yeah. So she saw the profile picture and was like, his reflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I, yeah, to be it's fair. proper sleuth. I literally notice that all the time on Instagram. I'm like a fucking weirdo, honestly. Like I know, I know people from their walks. So like if I see someone in a background of a video or in a, in the front of someone's video and like their walk, I'd be like, oh, that's so-and-so. Or if I like see like in a reflection of a mirror or a, a window, someone's like body outline, I would know who it was that was behind the camera. I don't know. I guess I'm just observant. Very observant. And here's the last one that I'm going to read out. So a guy went for a, uh, just a normal STD test. Oh. Came back. The doctor walks in and goes, well, girlfriend's lying to you <laughs> oh jesus christ i know god well we hope everyone listening is not having any troubles like that at the moment the i hope we haven't given you any tips either <laughs> yeah us at courting with james wish everybody happy relationships <laughs> and uh so we hope you guys enjoyed the episode today we would love to hear your opinions on the topics discussed particularly like jimmy savile and what you thought think on the madeline mccann case we would really like to know about and that. tell us your cheating stories <laughs> yeah and if you're someone's cheating at the moment we would love to hear about that as well so Please get back to us on our Instagram at Court Case Podcast. We will see all you guys on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.